Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Today, we want to continue our studies on this very important subject. Success is your birthright. Everybody says, success is my birthright. Amen. All right. So, we've been looking at developing right attitudes for success. Attitude is so very, very important to success. There is no way you can become successful with the wrong attitudes. No matter how much you pray, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much effort you put into life, with the wrong attitudes, you are not going to go far. And um, I still am of the opinion that the right foundation or the, the secret, the secret to successful living is right attitudes. Amen. A secret. So that if you see any successful person behind the things that he does is right attitude. For a very long time, what we try to do when we see successful people is to just look at some of the things they do and then we copy and do them, which is not bad. Doing what somebody is doing may not necessarily give you same results. Hallelujah. So attitude is very important. And we have defined attitude to mean mindset, mentality, philosophy, viewpoint. And we've been looking at seven very important attitudes that is necessary for success. Amen. If you remember, we have looked at integrity, generosity, self-discipline, humility, and then we are left with three more, resilience, confidence, and uh, the last one, which I want to talk about. Uh, I am trying to uh, change, not change, but review. Um, if you are making your notes, um, you will see that the last attitude is what? Passion for knowledge. I've been thinking about what one word will really convey that concept. Because if you look at the other six, I just use one word. All right? Integrity, generosity, humility, resilience, self-discipline or discipline, confidence. And then the last one was difficult for me to capture with one word, but finally I want to do that. Amen. So if you have your notes, you will need to update your notes. Praise the Lord. Because the, the last attitude we'll be looking at next Sunday, instead of capturing it, passion for knowledge, I have captured it, excellence. Even though the concepts remain the same. All right? So I have not changed the item. I just changed the title. Hallelujah. I, I am taking my time to explain each of the attitudes very well because 
I want you to understand what I mean by each item that, I, that is on the list. Hello? So, so that you will not assume you know what I, me what I mean by when I say generosity. Hello? So I try to explain what I mean from scriptural perspective. What is generosity? What is humility? What is um, integrity? I try to explain it. Hallelujah. So it's not enough for you to just know, I know the seven attitudes that can make you successful. Question is, do you understand each of them very well? And, and are you able to apply them in your life? Very important. Amen. Because if you don't understand them, you can't apply them very well, and you can apply them, then your life remains the same. But I am of the view that the purpose of Scripture is to change our lives for the better. Are you here? You agree with me? The purpose of Scripture is to make our lives better, to change our lives, to improve our lives. Scripture does not come to condemn us. Amen. If you read the Bible well, you will see that God's purpose for giving us the Scriptures is not to condemn us. It's not to make us feel condemned. It's not to make us feel we are bad. Hello? But to make us know we can become better than how we are now. Amen? And that we can become prosperous and successful and do very well in life. So that is the intention of God for giving us the Scriptures. Hallelujah. And so he told Joshua in Joshua 1.8, he said, you must, you must know how to say the right things, think the right way, and do the right things. And when you do that, you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Amen. All right. So we have looked at four important attitudes. Today, I want to try and see if I can do two quickly. Praise the Lord. Because next Sunday, I want to conclude. Amen. So I want you to follow me carefully. It's very important. You will need this for the rest of your life. Everything we are studying on success, you will need this the rest of your life. It has taken me years of reading and studying and learning to come about these teachings. Everything you see on the presentation, I did not copy it anywhere. They are <laughs> my own personal notes I made from years of studying and reading and reading and studying the scriptures and reading other authorities on success to come about what I'm teaching. Amen. And I believe that it will help you. Hallelujah. I believe that it will help you. I believe that it's the best I can do for you. For you to become all that God wants you to become in life. And be a blessing to your generation. Today we are looking at resilience. Everybody say resilience. Resilience is a very interesting word that captures a lot of ideas that I want us to look at. This word means from the dictionary, as I like Oxford Dictionary, it defines resilience as toughness. The same dictionary defines resilience as ability to um, recover from difficulties. So when they say something is tough, it means that it can withstand hardship. It can withstand adversity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So resilience means that the ability to withstand adversity on your path to success. 
Because this morning, I want to say that on your journey to success, not everything will go for you the way you planned it. The journey of success has a lot, lot, lot of unexpected, unplanned challenges, difficulties, impossibilities, mountains, storms, hardship, adversity, they come. So the book of Proverbs 24.10 says that how strong you are is known the day crisis comes. <laughs> Proverbs 24.10, let's read it. It says that, let's read it on the screen. It says, if you fall in the day of adversity, your strength is very small. In other words, if adversity comes and you are still standing, it means your, your strength is what? It's big. Simple. Now this scripture also means there is a day of adversity. <laughs> Hello? Hello? The, as for the day of adversity, it will come. That one, it is, it is constant. Hallelujah. Ganyama will tell you it's sure banker. It's bound to happen. Adversity will come, especially for people who say, I want to be great. I want to be successful. I want to change this anomaly in my family. I want to change the wrong things that are going on in this family. I want to rise up. If nobody can make it, I want to make it. When you make that decision, then God is excited about you. God is happy for you, but Satan is angry. And what happens is that adversities will come. Storms will come. Challenges will come. Every successful person you see in life has survived storms. Successful people have faced what failures run away from. Successful people are people who are willing to confront the impossible. And resilience is a, is a mindset. It's not physical strength. It's not how you talk. Talk is cheap. Hello? It's not how you talk. It's not how you, you pose to be or what you claim to be. It's a mindset. Hallelujah. Now, resilience is important because of the realities of life. Everybody say realities of life. Now, the reality about life is this. Life does not always give you what you deserve. Is it true? Yeah. Sometimes you deserve the best, you get the worst. <laughs> Sometimes you deserve to be appreciated, you are dishonored. Sometimes when the, place, the time when you deserve gratitude, you are, you, are, you are greeted with ingratitude. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you have a right to live, death rises up against you. Life does not always give you what you deserve. Life is not always fair. Amen. You know, I've heard people say, you know, as for me, I know that no enemy will fight me because I don't have problem with every, anybody. Have you ever heard that before? All right. The truth is, no matter how hard you try to be no trouble person, somebody still hates you. In fact, people hate you long before they've met you the first time. Life does not always give you what you deserve. Number two, life does not always give you what you plan for. The interesting thing about adversity and the storms of life, they come unexpectedly, they come unannounced. 
They don't give you advance notice so you prepare yourself. They hit you suddenly in such a destructive and a devastating way. Life does not always give you what you plan for. Sometimes you can plan for the best and get the worst. Hallelujah. Right. The third one is that life does not always give you what you work for. The, la the last one is that life will sometimes bring you problems that you did not bargain for. Hallelujah. So, on your journey to success, you need resilience. In Ezekiel chapter 2, God said something to Ezekiel, which I believe is relevant to this subject. Let's read Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. When God was calling Ezekiel, he said, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation. Hallelujah. Does it look like the world we live in today? Does it look like that? The world we live in today is a cruel world. It's a wicked world. It's a world that is not friendly all the time. Hello? So, this scripture is relevant. A rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. Next verse. For they are impudent and stubborn children. And yet, I am sending you to them. And you shall say to them, that says the Lord God. Ask for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of their words. Though briars and tongues are with you and you dwell among scorpions, do not be afraid of their words or be dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. Next verse. You shall speak my words to them whether they hear or whether they refuse for they are rebellious. So God was telling Ezekiel, I'm sending you on a mission <laughs> and you must succeed by all means. Somebody say, I must succeed by all means. Hallelujah. But God said to Ezekiel, it's not going to be easy. Don't be excited about the visions I have shown you. Ezekiel had a lot of fantastic visions that no other prophet had ever had. In fact, you need to be a very special student of scripture to understand Ezekiel's visions. Great. God said, Ezekiel, don't be excited. I have called you and I've anointed you. The work is a tough one. Because the people I'm sending you to, they are stubborn. They are rebellious. Even me, God, they don't fear me. How much less you? Hallelujah. He said, you sometimes find yourself as if you are working around, you are walking in the midst of scorpions. He said, but there is one attitude you should have. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Speak whatever I tell you to speak boldly. In other words, don't look at people's faces when you do what I am sending you to do. He said, don't allow the behavior of the people stop you from your assignment. Don't allow any challenges that will come hinder you. So in the next chapter, chapter 3, Ezekiel chapter 3, you understand it better, verse 7 to 9. Chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. Chapter 3, verse 7. He said, but the house of Israel will not listen to you. Now, wait a minute. If you know they won't listen, why are you sending me? Amen. Amen. But he said, 
That is your calling. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is your calling. And at the end of the day, I want them to know that you are a true prophet. So they may not listen to you, but speak whatever I tell you. Amen. He said, but they will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Verse 8. He said, behold, I have made your face strong against their faces. In other words, I've given you something that you can meet them face for face. Hallelujah. I've made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their forehead. Praise the Lord. God was telling Ezekiel, I've given you a heart. None of them can stop you. They are going to conspire against you. They will put obstacles in your way. They will fight you. They will, they will do everything to stop your mission. But there's something I've done for you which will make them frustrated. I have made you hard like the way they are hard. Only in the positive sense. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Verse, is it like adamant stone, harder. In other words, God was telling Ezekiel, Adamant stone is harder than flint. I've made you even tougher than them. They think they are hard, stubborn people. They will fight every prophet that I call. They will kill some of them. They will frustrate them. God was telling Ezekiel, before you arrive, others have come and they run away. And that is one thing you should know. You are not the first in your family to say, I want to break through. Many people said it. And I always tell you, as I'm teaching on this subject, talk is cheap. Many have said it. Many tried. It's not enough to try. <laughs> Many tried, but they run because the challenges and the circumstances of life. But God is looking for somebody that can be like Ezekiel. He said, I have made you strong and tougher than them. He said, do not be afraid of them, nor be confused by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. So the journey of success it's not a smooth journey. It's not a smooth ride. Don't you tell him it's not a smooth ride. Mm, very important. It's not a smooth ride. Tell him again. Amen. If you want to be great, it's a hard way. If you want to be ordinary, it's an easy route. Easy way. If you want to be among the number, it's an easy life. Hallelujah. But if you want to stand out, successful, Great. Doing the extraordinary. Doing what has never happened before. Breaking barriers. Breaking grounds. Doing something that will inspire others. Something that will make God happy. Something that God will be proud of. It's not an easy thing. That is why many people are not successful. Hello? So, resilience... Is very important attitude to have. Hello? Otherwise, you will quit very soon. You will join the multitude that have quit. Somebody say, not me. Amen. Today, I want to challenge somebody. Too many people have run away from this opportunity to make a difference. The reason why you don't have too many reference for greatness around you is because the multitude, they quit soon. And so you have a choice. Success 
It's not a smooth journey. It's a battle. It's what? Battle. Battle that you didn't start. Battle that you didn't invite. There's a popular saying, life is war. How true is that? Very, very true. Amen. That is why when a baby is born, watch it, they come with their fists clenched. When an adult dies, they open their hands. No more battle. Hello? When children are born, watch it. Their hands are not open. In other words, I'm here <laughs> to fight. Because the battle started long before you were born. So to be resilient, you need to cultivate certain important qualities that I want to talk about. Amen. You need to have that. You need to have, you need to be strong. You need to develop your spiritual life, your mental fortitude, ability to confront impossible situations, hardship, challenges, and overcome them. It's all in your mind. Turn to them and tell them it's all in your mind. Yeah. People lose the war long before they start. You win or you lose in your mind. You win or you lose in your mind. That is why, that is why the sports, before they get, they begin, they, they get people who know how to psych them. Because the real battle is in the mind. They psych them. It's a boxer. They psych him up before he gets into the ring. The ring, whatever happened, the ring is a consequence of what happened in his mind. Hallelujah. Yeah. You need to be strong. You need to be tough against hardship. Amen. Don't be a kind of person, every little difficulty, you start crying. Every small challenge, you start complaining. You will talk and talk and talk. You know, some people are very negative. Every little challenge, they start. As if they are already expecting that the thing will not work. Little difficulty. Oh, I told you. I told you that. As for Ghana, nothing works here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be tough. The next one, you have to be persistent. Yesterday I was reading a book, a book that talks about some of the greatest businesses um, the world has ever had. And the founders of these businesses started several times before the one we are reading about now worked out. Persistence. Everybody says persistence. Persistence means if it fails once, you must be ready to try again. Amen? Because I can assure you, it may not work the first time. <laughs> Hello? If it works the first time for you, good luck. But most of the time, it doesn't work the first time. If you start a business, you didn't work, start again. Hello? Start again. Find out why it didn't work the first time and start again. And, and, and you just have to know that this thing I'm doing, I'm not going to stop doing it. That is success. If you say, let me try and see. If it works, fine. If it doesn't work, oh, don't even try. The moment you start like that, don't try because it will not work. Oh, let me try it and see. No. The journey of greatness always has people who know how to defy the failure of today and attempt something tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Persistence. Persistence. Persistence breaks resistance. If you tried, it didn't work, do it again and keep doing it. 
Believe me, it will work if you keep doing it. Hallelujah. Persistence. Persistence. The next one is determination. If you are resilient, you have to be determined. For you to be resilient, you have to be determined. Determination means this is what I want to do and I'm going to do all I can to make it work. Determination. Everybody say determination. Determination. How determined at you are you at your dream? Hallelujah. How determined are you? You need to be determined. The next one, you need to be ready to bounce back when you fall. Because sometimes you may fall. Hello? Hello? And when you fall, leave people to keep talking about your fall, but bounce back. Hallelujah. Bounce back. The next, the next one, you must be focused. God said to Ezekiel, the people will do everything to stop you. I have realized that if you want to be successful, one of the things you must know how to survive is criticism, slander, conspiracy. That one, if you are not good at it, don't try success. Try failure. Because people talk less about failures than about successful people. Hello? And I've realized that about 90% of what people say about successful people are all not true. They are not true. That's why if somebody tells me, so-so-and-so said something, I don't want to check whether he really said it. Or whether that is exactly what he said. Or what, or what, what somebody is quoting is a twisted version of what the person said. Hello? Because if you are not important and you say something, nobody is going to carry it anyway. Criticism. If you don't want people to backbite you, don't try success. If you want to be great, one of the things you must be ready for, people will talk about you for evil the rest of your life. And you must know how to be focused despite what they are saying. You must know how to wake up in the morning and still be fine. Even though somebody said yesterday that you are very stupid. Because when you didn't hear them saying you are stupid, don't be deceived. It is you who didn't hear it. They've been saying it anyway. So what difference does it make when I hear it once? I know that you are saying the thing. So when the day I hear it, it doesn't do me anything. They will speak evil of you. They will misrepresent you. They will twist. They will take what you say. They will twist it. They will edit it. They will manage it. Do anything with it before they tell it out. And they said, that's what he said. And the interesting thing is, majority of people when they hear, they won't find out whether you really said it. They just believe it. And focus means don't go about explaining yourself when you hear people telling lies about you. Focus means don't try to defend yourself. Focus on what you are doing and keep doing it. Time will tell that you are innocent. Don't wake up in the morning. What are they saying about me? What is that one saying about me? What is, when will, you will not have any time to mind your life again. If all you want to do is be listening to what are people saying about you, what are people saying about you, you won't have any time for yourself again. Life is too short. You don't have much time to waste 
answering what people are saying. Because the people who are saying these things, you see, hello, are you here? Are you here? The funny thing about slander and criticism is that most of the people who speak evil of you, they themselves are not going anywhere in life. They have decided that they don't want to amount to anything. So when you tend to attend to their criticism to answer them, they drag you into their camp. In fact, that is the very reason why they are doing what they are doing. You must know how to be yourself, no matter what they say. As long as you know it's not true. Let me add that, because if it's true, you need to change. Hello? If it's true, you should change. But if it's not true, ignore it and mind your life. I think that critics are good people, only that they, don't, they won't amount to anything in life. <laughs> but they help successful people go far. If you don't have any critics around you, you can become complacent and you can mess up. The reason why some people are always doing well is because somebody is waiting to criticize the next wrong thing they do. So you, have to, you, you need to have focus. There are so many people who are doing well until they couldn't handle this one. They couldn't handle slander. They couldn't handle conspiracy. They couldn't handle critics, destructive critics. I'm not talking about objective criticism. I'm talking about people who just want to find fault with everything you do. They will find fault with it. Yeah, do you know that? Do you know people who talk about everything you do? If you are quiet, they say, but who does he think he is? Why is this? Every time he's quiet, he never talks. He's proud. If you talk, they said, that guy is a gossip. He talks too much. So what do you do now? Talk or keep quiet? Maybe you should fly in the air. <laughs> they will talk about everything because they don't like you. They don't like you. Yeah. They will find fault with everything you do. You need to know how to be focused. The devil will bring people in your way to try to divert your focus. Divert your energy. Some people are using all their energy trying to settle scores with people who don't matter. I mean, somebody is not going anywhere in life. No aim, no nothing. All he wake up, he doesn't have any work to do. All he does is gossip. You don't want, you don't want to waste your time on people like that. Hallelujah. Don't waste your time on people like that. You must know how to have focus. Somebody say focus. Turn to your neighbor and tell him focus. Because you have an assignment, you have a purpose, you have a dream, you have an aim, you have a goal to achieve. So you need to be focused. Somebody say, I will be focused. I can't hear you say, I will be focused. The next one is that you have to know how to survive loneliness. Wow. Wow. Loneliness. Everybody say loneliness. Great men are always lonely. Only few people understand them. Sometimes when you decide to head in the right direction, you will soon find out only few people are on that road. And sometimes for a long period, nobody, you will find nobody on the road. Sometimes when you, you decide that you want to see change, you want your life to amount to something, you want to do something, you realize that you are, about, you are about to make decisions that are not popular. Decisions that people will not be happy about. Decisions that is going to raise a lot of opposition. And before long, everybody ostracizes you. They say, let's leave him and see. Let's see how far he can go. 
Sometimes when you decide to do things differently to achieve a great success, you will be lonely. If all you want to do in life is company, probably you will not be successful. Because God will tell you to do things, even your closest friends will disagree with you. God will tell you to do things that nobody will agree with you. Nobody will take sides with you. Everybody thinks, this is not how it is done. That's what they will tell you. Sometimes you have to be alone and still get going. I like Apostle Paul. He said something in 2 Timothy. Give me that scripture in 2 Timothy 4.16. He said, one day I had to stand trial, Apostle Paul. He said, in the trial, not even one person came to defend me. <laughs> yeah, that is Paul. Think about how many churches he planted. Think about how many lives he blessed. He impacted all through Asia and part of Europe. This man single-handedly spread the gospel. Miracles, signs of every city, plant churches, raise pastors, raise people. People like Timothy, Titus were people that he brought up as pastors. Paul said one day when I was arrested in, and sent on trial at Rome to Caesar, <laughs> I wanted people who come and defend me. Not even one came. Hallelujah. He said, but all forsook me. In fact, he said, that means he knew that they deliberately deserted him. And sometimes when you go through tough times, people will desert you. Sometimes one way the devil launched attack against you is that the number one chapter of the attack is he will, he will kick out all your, <laughs> your allies. <laughs> he, that's the first thing. He will kick all of them out first. All the people who should give you encouragement, who will tap you at their back, who will pray with you, he will kick them out first. Then he said, now I've got you. <laughs> but look at Paul. He said, at my first defense, all forsook me. May he not be charged against them. You know why he said that? He said, I'm used to handling this thing all by myself. <laughs> Amen. I think we should clap for Apostle Paul. Because, because I know many people, when disaster strikes, you turn around, nobody's there. They start crying. They start crying like the world has come to an end. Your world has not come to an end. I said your world has not come to an end. If you are here, you are going through crisis, you are going through challenge, I came to tell you there is another chapter to your life. This storm will not last forever. It will pass. Don't quit. Don't give up. Stand strong and see the salvation of the Lord because God is faithful. Verse 17, I said, may it not be charged against them. Paul is one kind of person who knows how to take responsibility for challenge when it comes. Listen to me. Sometimes you don't need to overburden people with your bedding. Don't always force your bedding on other people's bedding. Carry your bedding. Face your challenge. Deal with it. Conquer it and overcome it. And stop complaining. All these people, eh, they... They, they, they are very wicked people. They are, sometimes I hear people say, you know, this church, this church, there's no love. People are very, 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 very wicked. When you have problem, nobody will mind you. Who told you I don't know how to have a problem? Who told you? And who told you your problem is the biggest? Everybody has a problem. 
You think, you think we are just here for nothing? We are here because we will need God to solve our problems. Paul said, may he not be charged against them. In other words, I don't blame them for it. I can handle it. Somebody say, I can handle it. Somebody say, I can handle it. Somebody say, I can handle it. You are not saying it like you, want. you are going to do it very well. Say, I can handle it. Amen. Listen to me. There are times in your life, there are storms that come against you. God wants you to just face it alone. And he wants to reveal his strength and power in your life at that time. And these are the kind of storms. The reason why people desert you in the first place is well, they are so sure you can't bounce back again. <laughs> they have closed the chapter on you. They are so sure that you, you are finished. When people start leaving you, that's the meaning. That's the, only they can't tell you, but... Because as long as people have hope in you, they will still hang around. When they leave it, they are telling you that you, we have conducted all the research and our conclusion is that this is your end, final. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God waits till they leave you. I said God will wait till they leave you. And God comes because he doesn't want anybody to take the glory. He will come through and he will stretch forth his hands. He will reveal his power. And then he begins to move you and turn your life around. I've also realized that sometimes God wants to move you to the next level. He doesn't want some people to follow you there. Because they don't have what it takes to, to enter the next level. So God will bring crisis so that they can leave you. When they finish leaving, God lifts you up to the next level. Because if you take the wrong people to the next level, they will pull you back to the former level. Because they are still comfortable with the former level. I was reading a book yesterday. One chapter said, not all that started with you will end with you. <laughs> I love that chapter. I read it several times. All this, all this rubbish that, hey, we were classmates, primary school. So what? We can be classmates, but we are not grace mates. Clap for Jesus for that. No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong if the person is your classmate and he's still growing at the rate you are growing. But now you have stopped growing and I want to grow. You are going to become the devil. Stumbling block on my way. So God must leave, remove you. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Verse 17. He said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Yeah. That's what God does. In lonely time, if you can trust God, he will give you strength. What you and your friends together could not achieve, you alone, God can give you strength to achieve it. He said, he strengthened me so that this message might be fully preached through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. I was delivered. Paul said, nobody was there but the Lord was there. And because the Lord was there, when the lion came, he was talking about Caesar. He said, I was delivered. He said, God delivered me. He delivered me because I trusted him. That is the language of resilient people. Thank God for help when he comes. But sometimes it won't come, but you will still succeed. Oh, I didn't hear amen there. I said, thank God for help when he comes. But sometimes, help may not come. Or it may not come from the people you are expecting it from. But you will still do well. Because God has it all sorted out. 
in the name of Jesus. God has it all sorted out. God has it all sorted out. Hallelujah. Survive loneliness. The next one, ready to bounce back when you fall. Ready to make tough and unpopular decisions. Amen. I've said that. Today, I want to say, as I close the chapter on resilience, I want to say that you owe it to yourself to be strong. Be a child of God who doesn't quit. Be a child of God who doesn't give up on the slightest opposition. Be a child of God who is ready to face the challenge and trust God to overcome it. Somebody say, I will overcome it. I, I can't hear you say, I can overcome it. Be the child of God who knows how to stand when others are running. Because the others that run, nobody mentions their name. Somebody say, I will not quit in the face of trouble. I will not give up in the face of challenge. Oppositions may come. Mountains may arise. Storms may come. But I won't give up. And I will not quit. I will take a stand. For the Lord is on my side. And the Lord will give me victory. I am more than a conqueror. I can't hear you say, I'm more than a conqueror. Do you know why Paul said, in all these things we are more than conquerors? Because he's saying that there will be challenge. There will be difficulty. There will be storms. Paul said, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? <laughs> what? What shall separate us? He said, neither tribulations, Romans 8, give it to me. He said, neither tribulations or sword or famine or hunger or peril or, he said, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He said, they may, they may, they may take us like sheep to the slaughter, but we will come back alive. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. We may come back alive. The journey of success sometimes will bring you face to face with threats, but God will protect you. I said, God will deliver you. Because you don't expect that when you rise up, that you are the first person to do what nobody has done before. Don't expect everybody's going to clap for you. Because the people achieve greatness. You know what? I have read, I am so passionate about the subject of success. I have read more biographies than you can ever think about. From government to everywhere. Politics everywhere. Business, music, everything. I, I read at least two biographies every week. And a man like Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, let me tell you, he entered the university with only money for the first semester in the United States of America. Hallelujah. This place is quiet now. Yeah. He didn't have money. He only had a vision. If you read his biography, all you see is passion with troubles. But the troubles couldn't stop the man. So I challenge you, don't let anything stop you. Amen. Do you know that Nelson Mandela spent 26 years in prison? That's the man. 26 years as a prisoner. Isn't that enough to reduce somebody to failure? 
Do you know when he came out from prison? 72 years. Hmm. So you are still young for your vision. Say amen to that. Amen. I said you are still young for your vision. Amen. 72 years. He became president at the age of 74. Can you imagine? The age that people are dying, that was when he became president. Do you know that as young as he was, that was his dream? Not just to become president, but to see the whites and the blacks living together as one people, respect, respect for each other, go to the same schools, go to the same hospitals, join the same buses, eat in the same restaurant. That was his dream. And several times they went to him in the prison, they said, we'll release you if you can just renounce your commitment to the ANC. He said, oh, I'll better remain here. I'll re I'll be, I'd rather be a prisoner than to give up on my dream. Hello? I said, hello? Yeah. Yeah. So if we are hearing about this man, it wasn't an easy road though. Prison in Robin Island in Cape Town, South Africa, is not joke. Hmm. It's not joke. So you haven't been through anything. Stop, com stop complaining. You haven't been through much yet. People have survived things. Hello? People have survived hardship. Amen. Yeah. The most popular president in America is Abraham Lincoln. Hello? Do you know how many times this man failed in his political career? Several times. In fact, some people said 20 times. Some people said 15. That means it's so plenty. They couldn't count well. Hello? Every time Lincoln stood for election, he lost. Right from the local assembly, legislature, he lost election. He lost Congress. Hello? He lost election at the Senate twice. Hello? Then um, he stood for the speaker of um, the local assembly, and he lost. Then somebody took him as running mate, vice president, running mate, and they lost. Hallelujah. You know, when you reach that point, it's like he that is down need fear no fall. He stood for president. For the first time he stood, he won. Just once he stood for president, he won the election, hands down, because he refused to quit. Hallelujah. Yeah. Only once he stood for president. He lost election so long, he wasn't afraid of losing another one. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was afraid of losing another one. It is said that the man who invented electric bulb, Thomas Edison, you know how many times he tried? 9,000. 999 times, experiments in the laboratory. Every time he did it, it failed. Go read it if you think I'm lying. 9,999. So after he, after he broke through and the, and the electric bulb, invented the electric bulb, when they asked him, so how were you able to manage the failures? He said, I didn't know I failed. He said, all, all I knew was that it didn't work. <laughs> He said, all I, all, I, all I knew was that I tried it, it didn't work, and I kept trying until I, I made it. Hallelujah. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.